Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanel Gwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Blue Lion. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods? Fickle butt. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to a special Masters edition of the Full Slate Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Indeed, Bet Online, and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darrock, joined by my brother on a Tuesday night, Tyler. Tyler, ready for golf? Yes, exciting having the Masters go on in mid-November. Feels weird, but also just great to have another awesome sporting event going on, you know, with football tied in. So, interested to see how the ratings will be and what the interest level will be come Sunday of the Masters, but I'm excited to have it. Same here, same here. Have you ever won an outright winner in a golf tournament? No, just just beating you usually on the golf course, but I don't, I don't think I've, uh, maybe, I don't know, I feel like one time, but nothing I could remember off the top of my head, but excited, to put, yeah, excited to put on some more props after our conversation with James. Yeah, so we had James Mazzola on, who is a golf handicapper on Twitter. Uh, you can check out his work. He has his own golf podcast. The 
James was en route in his car, so the service was a little spotty from time to time. So, um, But he did give us some great insight, good background, and a couple picks for this weekend's tournament. So definitely give him a follow on Twitter and enjoy the interview with James. And we'll be back tomorrow for the Week 10 NFL Pick'em Pod. Welcome to a special Masters edition of the Full Slate Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Indeed, Bet Online, and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother on a Tuesday night, Tyler. Tyler, ready for golf? Yeah, it's exciting having the Masters go on in mid-November. feels weird, but also just great to have another awesome sporting event going on, you know, with football tied in. So, interested to see how the ratings will be and what the interest level will be come Sunday of the Masters, but I'm excited to have it. Same here, same here. Have you ever won an outright winner in a golf tournament? No, just just beating you usually on the golf course, but I don't, I don't think I've, uh, maybe, I don't know, I feel like one time, but nothing I could remember off the top of my head, but excited, to put, yeah, excited to put on some more props after our conversation with James. Yeah, so we had James Mazzola on, who is a golf handicapper on Twitter. Uh, you can check out his work. He has his own golf podcast. The James was en route in his car, so the service was a little spotty from time to time. So, um, But he did give us some great insight, good background, and a couple picks for this weekend's tournament. So definitely give him a follow on Twitter and enjoy the interview with James, and we'll be back tomorrow for the Week 10 NFL Pick'em Pod. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid only through September 30th. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, and Tyler and I are very excited to welcome on the Full Slate Airwaves, James Mazzola, one of the hosts of the For Profit Podcast, golf Twitter handicapper, James. Masters Week is here. How excited are you right now? Man, I'm really excited. You know, it, it, this is uh, a week we all we all look forward to uh, in the golf community, and uh, luckily we get shoot we get it twice within the span of a couple months. So it's going to be pretty crazy. Never, you know, obviously Masters normally an April event. We're getting it in you know in the fall. You know, see some fall colors, uh, and I'm excited to see how the course plays. 
Yeah, yeah, the foliage looks great in the pictures during the practice rounds. I think we're all we're all very very excited. It's a nice treat to have it during the NFL Sunday as well. So James, just a little background on yourself or our listeners. How did you uh, I guess one was your background and two, how did you get into golf handicapping? Since I feel like specifically this year golf has really taken off. I think a lot of cities right stuff shut down, a lot of people getting more into golf personally, and then also kind of ratings and betting handles are going up and up. So just a little uh, background on yourself and how you got into all that stuff. Yeah, man. You know, uh, I stumbled around upon gambling Twitter. One of my actual personal in-life friends uh, had a little gambling Twitter account. Started following him. Uh, well, I mean, shit, it's been a long time ago. I was just out of law school uh, while studying for the bar. And, uh, you know, just you know, a little distraction was necessary. So started following him and, and just kind of, you know, got, got uh, introduced to the world. It's an interesting place, that's for sure. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of bad stuff, as, as I'm sure everyone listening uh, knows that. So uh, handicapping golf. And my background in education, you know, coming from a, a legal background and the logic uh, behind, you know, just, just simply studying the law can be applied to betting. You know, you, you have the same kind of, you know, uh, the same kind of thought process can be successful. So um, I was able to uh, find a website to help build a model out, and that's kind of the basis. And then I watch a lot of golf, so I apply – you know, just just my own knowledge and and the way that I approach everyday things to uh, to handicapping, uh, you know, outrights and matchups. But you know, it's been kind of crazy because you're right. After you know, with COVID hitting, there was no nothing else. Golf was the very first sport to come back, and you know, uh, golf is up across the across the country and across the world. Actually, I think somewhere between anywhere between 70 and 80 percent uh, more rounds are, are being played uh, now that COVID is you know, uh, COVID since COVID has come around. So. You know, uh, look at the opportunity to kind of grow. And, I mean, the handlers have gone, have grown. And, uh, after the suspension, um, you know, we uh, I, I handicapped really well. I mean, I crushed it, gained some followers, and now, you know, we're just looking to keep that going. <laughs> yeah, so two-part question for you. One, has handicapping golf and being so into it helped your personal golf game? And two, since, you know, the restart with COVID and everything, have you noticed any specific trends with maybe golfers struggling because there are no fans or golfers playing better because there aren't any fans? Have you seen any of that? Yeah, so I'm a decent golfer myself. I'm like a 3-4 handicap, so, I mean, it's kind of reverse. So I think the fact that I can play, and I play some competitive stuff too, some crap stuff over the years, so that's actually helped me handicap golf because you just kind of know what you know what is necessary and if you have a good understanding of how courses play and the kind of shots that are necessary uh you know you can you could definitely improve on on your handicapping so i, I apply that uh for sure and, and in terms of covid uh, related trends post-covid you know it's interesting because they're you know the fans were kind of like backstops at one point where you know you could get away with some some errant drives and some errant approach shots because it would just hit people <laughs> so <laughs> now with uh, with a guys have been put into uh, more sticky situations at times. So you're seeing guys who, who keep it in play, uh, you know, and, and the older guys especially who don't hit it quite as far, um, the older guys have, have, have played really well because, you know, the, the guys who vomit and spray it have been penalized a little bit more. Um, you know, I, and I think that that's, that's a trend that, you know, we're likely to see at Augusta where there will be no fans, there will be – in Augusta there's no rough. It's all fairways. So these guys are going to be hitting in places they've never been before. So that's the, really the only difference that I've seen. And, you know, some guys have, have mentioned the fact that there's a lot less pressure, but when we're watching them, man, that you can tell the, the pressure yeah. where they're out there yelling, they're getting tired, they're getting tense. So I find it pretty similar uh, in terms of the handicapping, at least. 
Yeah, yeah, the pressure's definitely still on, even though the fans aren't there. Everyone, Everyone's basically, there's not not too much to do these days in terms of going out, right? So a lot of people watching. Um, so curious to get your thoughts before we really get into some of the plays you like and specific kind of headlines around the weekend. What's your approach as a handicapper going into a big tournament like the Masters, right? Like, think about a Super Bowl are very efficient. There's a ton of casual betters coming in on the market, and Masters essentially is the equivalent of that for golf. So how do you think about kind of splitting up your bankroll in terms of outrights, top five finish, top ten, head-to-head? How do you how do you think about that going into the weekend? So I, I, um, my, my, the biggest bankroll uh, in terms of, you know, uh, dollars per unit that I, I focus on and again, when you're looking at how I track it on Twitter, that's just for Twitter. It's easy. That's not how I actually bet things. And, and so anyone who's listened to my podcast or, or has read any of the, the stuff that I write knows that I focus on full tournament head-to-heads uh, as, as a large way that I that I make the most money betting golf. So outrights are fun. Outrights are sexy. Outrights get the followers. And, of course, I'll have an outright card. Uh, but it's very difficult to pick a winner in these things, man. There's a lot of really good players, right? So. Uh, it's a lot easier to find edges uh, in the head-to-head market. Um, and then, you know, with your top, top top five, top ten, top 20, you just have to be really careful with those markets because a lot of books will uh, do what they get rules, which means if there's a tie, they just split your bet bet by how many guys tied. And that fucking sucks. And it sucks that the books do that, but, you know, you, you need to be aware of where you're betting and what you're betting. So I, I don't focus as much on top five, top tens. I'll, I'll hit the top 20 markets to try and stay away from those dead heat rules. But ultimately, it's full tournament head-to-heads. That's where it's my bread and butter. Uh, and, and it won't be any different this week. I, I'm, a, I'm a bet every edge guy. So I can have as many as four plays. I can have as many as 15 plays. So if I, if I have an edge on, on, a, on a head-to-head, I will bet it. I don't really care about, you know, the, about, um, you know have, having too many plays or whatever. It's just if I have an edge, I bet it. It's simple. Yeah, can you remember as a golf fan and a golf handicapper having, like, a deeper field? It feels like this year there are so many guys who – can be in the mix and have the potential to win. It feels like golf is maybe not at its peak, but has the deepest kind of contention of the amount of guys. Have you noticed that as well? You know, there's, there's a lot of without a doubt. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is, is, is we're seeing the, the remnants of, of, the, of what Tiger did, you know. Tiger got everyone excited. So all, the, all these guys' fathers were, were Tiger fans, right? Their dads were. And so they got him in the golf and – here we are. This is this is what, what this is what we're getting from it. So you know we're having you have guys like like DJ like Rom. Uh, you know JT's playing well. You, you know he, he's one down the stretch uh, post COVID. Then you even have the young guns. You know you got your Wolves and your Morikawa's who have played really well uh, as rookies. So I, I've never seen a deeper field. And you know and then you even have guys the older guys like Brooks Koepka, Jason Day. Those guys have been around for a long time uh, and they're they're playing well too. So you're right. I've never I don't remember ever having. Going into a Masters uh, where there are so many guys priced so highly in the market and all of them have a legit chance to win it. Mm-hmm. So I want to go. So our uh, friend of the program, Bet Online, from like top down here, the odds. Bryson's the favorite yeah. at eight to one. DJ's plus eight fifty. Rom, JT, uh, Rom's ten to one. JT's twelve to one. Rory also twelve to one. Rom <laughs> with a ridiculous day with that hole in one skipping across the water. But I want I want to start with. Uh, <laughs> Insane, insane. I want to start with the favorite, Bryson, since he's like 
he's an ultimate lightning rod. Like people seem to either love him, hate him. Feel like at first last year his whole deal with the protractor and stuff was like, who is this guy? But since last year in the 2019 Masters, he's gained 50 pounds. He's added 40 yards to his drive. His calorie intake is very well publicized. 5,000 calories a day. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Bryson going into this weekend? Right, we saw what he did at the U.S. Open, winning that one. Everyone is saying that his drive is even farther now. Are you buying into the hype or are you staying away? Is this just like the most public market there is right now, the Bryson, the Bryson outright? Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. You're going to have a lot of Bryson love. I love the guy personally. I am all about someone who's going to fucking make people mad. Like, I, I'm just – I will root for that guy uh, because he's doing it different. And, you know, it, it was pretty cool when, when he won because, I mean, that's basically him telling everyone to fuck off. Like, I, I won. I, well, I'm right. You're wrong, more, more or less, right? So we're going to see a lot of guys probably changing their games uh, to match him, I would imagine. But, you know – Here's the thing about Bryson this week, and this is somewhat inside information. I haven't been able to, to confirm it, but I have had multiple guys uh, who, who are close with bookmakers tell me that Bryson's having shoulder surgery as soon as this thing is done. So when you're looking at the markets, yes, he's the top guy in the outright markets, but if we dive a little deeper, look at the head-to-head markets. Those are more efficient, okay? Those, the head-to-head markets take bigger limits, right? So you're going to be able to get down your, five, you know, uh, you know, a dime, a nickel, and a dime on those on those head-to-head markets at most books. He's a he's a dog to every single guy at the top. He's a dog to Rom. He's a dog to DJ. He's a dog to, to JT. He's a dog to Rory. That tells you what what you need to know about Bryson. I'm a full stay away. I'm not going to go as far as a fade him because he's an elite guy. Uh, you know, he's won at every single level. He, he, he added the U.S. Open as well, but. You can kind of see, uh, you know, I think that's what you can expect from him is probably not a kind of performance that we saw at the U.S. Open. That's, that's an interesting point. Maybe he's, he's lifting too much and he messed up his shoulder that way. But one thing I wanted, <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask is, you know, the weather in Georgia looks like it's going to rain a lot of the weekend. How do you think that's going to impact the course? And does that benefit any of the golfers or does that significantly hurt any of the golfers the way they, they like to play? Yeah, you know, it only benefits the guys who are at the top anyways. So what happens when it's raining, uh, you know, you're going to get a softer golf course. So when ball, the further you hit can fly it, the, the better off you are, right? So, you know, and, and, and even into these greens, I'm not worried about the greens. These things have super complex sub-air systems below it where they could basically suck out the moisture in a fucking monsoon. Man. So I'm not so worried about that, but it will benefit the bombers because – you know, you're going to want to be able to carry it in, in, when there's no roll in these fairways. And by whatever everybody's saying, it's going to rain all week. You're going to get some rain during. And, and we to see some screwy stuff when the weather at Augusta gets, gets a, little, a, little, a little. Here's the thing. They're, all, they're going off first tee and the 10th. Everybody's getting the same weather wave. There's no real differences because you only have, you know, 90 golfers in the field. So uh, it's just going to benefit the bombers, and that's why you're seeing these guys uh, price at the top of the market like they are. Uh, and there is a big, there is a big difference between a guy who can carry at 310 and a guy who can only carry at 290. Uh, we got to ask, right? I mean, we're about what I don't know, 12 minutes into this interview. Have to ask about Tiger. Uh, feels obligatory. He won last year's Masters, an awesome moment. He's at 33 to one right now. What where's your where's your head at with Tiger? He's largely looked pretty underwhelming so far this year. He actually looked really good in that first like uh, the match two or whatever it was or match yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but since then, it hasn't been great. Where's your head at with Tiger and any uh, betting angles you like with him? 
Yeah, you know, Tiger. Tiger's a guy that I'm gonna I'm gonna be staying away from. Obviously, if he wins, I, I don't care about my betting card. Like I'm totally fine with a Tiger W and losing everything. Like I would trade that right now <laughs> if you told me to. I'm <laughs> fine with that because it's yeah, Tiger yeah. Woods and he's you know he's the greatest of all time, right? So, uh, but generally, uh, you know, we're just seeing a huge decline in his swing speed. He cannot move the ball off the tee like he used to. Now, this is a Augusta is a second shot golf course. Okay, so. You know, it does require more from an, an iron stand, uh, standpoint than it does from an off-the-tee standpoint, but you still got to get it out there. He's, his swing speed, his ball speed is 10 miles per hour lower than when he won at Augusta last year. That's not good. That ball's going nowhere. He's losing stroke off the tee consistently since uh, the suspension started. 33-1, to 1, I mean, you know, that's probably about right for a guy that had so much success at Augusta. Uh, I won't be touching yeah, and there's there's another guy I wanted to ask you about, a longer shot, uh, Jordan Spieth. So ESPN, ESPN put out an article, basically, tiers of guys who could win, and they had Spieth and, hey, miracles could happen. W- what happened to this guy? It felt like a few years ago he was going to be the future of golf. He won the Masters in 2015. He came in second in 2016. He's 55 to one currently on Bet Online. Like, why is he falling down so much? And it feels like so many guys have just leapfrogged him, leapfrogged him over the last few years. So, I mean, his thing is is he. And I was saying this from the very beginning. I always thought that he was a little bit smoke and mirror because he simply just didn't doesn't strike the ball well enough, especially off the tee. He's raised it now. When he was in his peak, he was hitting irons well enough. To, and obviously, he's still one of the best putters in the world, you know, around the short green, uh, the short game stuff. He simply just gets into too much trouble off the tee, and his, he's not hitting his irons well enough to make up for it like he was when he was in his peak. So when you're missing greens, it doesn't matter how good of a putter you are, you have to hit it close to make birdies. And, you know, on the PGA Tour, you got to make a lot of birdies. So he's also – he refuses to change the swing coach, um, and, and there's, a, there's definitely some kind of a mental thing going on because – you know, he just has completely lost it with the driver, and that you're not going to be successful in the PGA Tour if you can't drive the ball straight. Uh, and he's not—he's never been overly long, right? So you could drive it crooked and long. That's okay, because, I mean, that's kind of what Phil Tiger does their whole career. doesn't work. So that's really what his issue is. I don't see any, any relief for him, um, and I will be a full fade on him. I'm going to find some head-to-heads on him, and I don't give a shit about his history at Augusta. I don't, I'm not a course history guy anyway, so I can't wait to fire away on him. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely relate to someone spraying a ball off the tee, but when it's someone who's won the Masters before, probably probably shouldn't be happening as much there. Um, so the top the top guys, James. I want to get your thoughts on this. I know you said the the tournament long the weekend long head to heads are where you really make your money, but gotta get gotta get your thoughts here. The top six. I'm bet online. Bryson, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Rory Brooks. If you got to choose one of those guys to win it all, where are you? Where are you kind of? Where are you uh, putting your poker chips here? I'm going. I'm going Dustin Johnson. Um, you okay. know, the guy has just been so good at Augusta. Again, I'm not a big course history guy, so take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. But when at the PGA, remember this: going into the final day at the PGA. DJ was two to one to win the to win the whole thing to win his second major. So you know he he fell off. He didn't play well, and that has been his bugaboo. Is you know at majors Sundays at majors. But you know what? Last year he had a, he had about a 12, 12 to fifteen footer to tie Tiger in, in, in the group ahead of him. And he missed it, but this is a guy who has won everything. He's one of the most winning. He's one of the winningest guys in this field. I love him, especially if it gets if it gets windy and rainy. Nobody hits a lower straight ball better than Dustin Johnson. Uh, and you know what? 
in speaking of conditions, Rom would be my second choice if this horse plays difficult. He is the best putter of all these. Well, Bryson's the best putter, but you know we already talked about Bryson. Rom, these guys. So if the conditions get a little hairy and guys are missing greens, guys are you know having to hit long irons into these greens, you're going to want a guy like Rom who is is an excellent putter, excellent around the green. So those would be my top two shot golf course. There's not a better iron player in the entire world than Justin Thomas. So you can't go wrong with any of those three guys. I prefer DJ uh, based on his current form. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to have these many guys at the top. There's another guy who's lower down, you know, the odds board that I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Ricky Fowler at 66 to one. He's been close before in these majors. He hasn't gotten it done yet. He came in second in the 2018 Masters. He came in ninth last year. Any chance for Ricky? I feel like throwing a flyer on him at 66 to one is, uh, you know, could be a good long shot. So, you know, the problem with Ricky Fowler is that he, he can't close the door. He's so bad at closing on a Sunday. We see it time and time again. His only but he's time due. Winning he's due. Is, <laughs> his only path to winning is going to be to, you know, go out early on Sunday, shoot a pressure-free 64-63, get in the clubhouse, get warm, have a, you know, a, a cup of coffee or something, and just wait and let chaos ensue, whether – Know, something something crazy, guys fall on down, which will happen, Augusta. This is going to be pressure packed. I don't care what anyone says. Fans or no fans, there's going to be nerves. That's his only path of success. 66-1, though, I make him out of 50-1, to 1, so you might have a little bit of value there, but I just know Ricky Fowler, and that's not a guy that I'm, that I'm backing. Uh, I really, you know, I, it's fun to have those long shots. I really think the winner of this thing's coming from the top of the market. Okay, that was going to be my next question, James. Any long shots you like this weekend? So that answers that. But before the before the long, yeah, the long shots you do like in terms of head to head things like that. Um, what are what are some of your best bets? I guess for our listeners, like I don't know, say three to five of your your highest conviction plays that you like going into this weekend. You know, my, my favorite play this week, and and you know this will probably be a cheating play for me. I'm going to actually face Tiger Woods in a head-to-head matchup against Tony Finau. Uh, you know, Finau is not a guy, he's similar to Ricky. In terms of backing him to win this golf tournament, it would never be something I would do. He does not putt well enough to make putts on a Sunday down the stretch, which will be necessary to win. But what he does do well enough is he never gets in trouble. Uh, he's played well at Augusta. He actually has, has the since, I believe it's since uh, uh, 2012, he's the scoring leader uh, in, uh, out of the guys in this field. It's him, DJ, Rom. Uh, Phil and, and Tiger. So, you know, that's some pretty good company. We're looking at Fade Tiger Woods, which is which is obviously risky uh, at, at this golf course, but here's the thing. Like I, like I, we, had, we had said uh, previously, he is just not showing anything in terms of form that shows me that he's going to be successful here. Prior to his win in, in uh, last year, he, he had won the Tour Championship, and he had played well in every stop prior, okay? We're not seeing that kind of Tiger this time. So I have no problem fading him. That is by far my favorite play uh, of the head-to-head market. Um, and, you know, I release a full card. So what you'll see is on, on Wednesday afternoon, I'll have a full card of, of, you know, all the head-to-heads I'm playing and obviously for free. Uh, you know, I don't, there's no charging or anything like that. So, but, I mean, in terms of the, the best bets, that is by far my best bet. Yeah, and I think there's an aspect with Tiger also that, you know, he had such a long road back and he won last year, like, I don't know if that motivation is fully there for him anymore. I think it's all kind of uh, on top now that he finally got back. But one last question for you before we uh, let you go. Do you, do you dabble at all in live betting during golf tournaments, and how does that work if you do? So, you know, in my opinion, 
winning golf tournaments is probably the easiest way to make money in golf, golf tournaments. The problem is, is uh, I don't have that kind of time to sit there all day and check the markets Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like, that's just not something that I want to do or can do. I mean, I'm, I'm doing content pretty much all week. So, you know, if it's someone who had the attention span and the will to bet golf last way to make it, personally, I just, I don't have the time. I, I mean, I, I have a full-time job. Like, this is not my gig. It's not my full-time gig. So, that, that's my answer to that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, James, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Where can our listeners uh, find you on Twitter and uh, find that that full Masters uh, card that I'm sure many of us will be seeking out come uh, tomorrow? Twitter is at jmasjd. I'll have a full card. There'll be so many bets that you don't have to do with them all. So pick a couple you like. You have plenty of fun. Awesome. Thanks, James. Thanks, guys. I apologize about the service. (laughs) 